Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. Something that, that happens in this kind of risk and compliance space, um, explain those sorts of ideas simply to people who you know, operate outside of that, that space. So that idea around you know, using plain language, and I, I, I see that as quite a challenging thing to be able to do. And I also see people saying to me, "Oh, well, you know, you've got to, you've got to use the you've got to use complex language to get these complex ideas across." Um, and worrying that if you simplify your language and if you use plain language, then your audience is going to think that you're not very smart. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher. I'm the editor of the GRC Professional Online and the GRC Professional Magazine. And today, once again, we have Vivian Begg with us. She's our structured writer expert. <laughs> Um, last time we spoke, you know, we, we sort of addressed some of the common pitfalls uh, that we saw in structured writing. And, you know, we talked a bit about how it's beneficial for um, risk and compliance professionals and business in general in terms of getting those policy policies clear and actionable. But I guess the question is, you know, coming down to Christmas um, or holidays, whatever you celebrate at this time of year, um, is really, you know, what are, I guess, what are some of the top skills you think that we're going to need in structured writing for next year? Um, I don't know if you have a top 10 or a top 5. or. <laughs> yeah, great question. Hello, everybody. Uh, lovely to be back with you. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that it's quite a, a, a top 10. Um, it might be a top 7. Um, and top 7 is, is perhaps quite um, apt in terms of structured writing because we do talk about a magic number 7 mm. in terms of the you know our working memory and how many items we can deal with at, at one time. So you might have heard me talk about that in the past. Um, however, I've Yes, there are plenty of suggestions that I can offer in terms of you know how to be how to be effective at this type of writing, um, and I guess the 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 number one it was certainly the first thing that that comes into my mind is that ability to think from a reader's perspective. I think when we're asked to write things or we decide we need to write things for whatever reason, it's very easy as a writer to become very focused on yourself and what you know and the language that you use and the way that you want to put the words together and so on. Actually, in a business environment, in a risk and compliance environment, what is so important is to be able to think about your writing from a reader's perspective. And I guess that means thinking about who is that reader? What kind of work are they doing? Um, And therefore, what information is going to be relevant to them? You may well know a whole lot of other information about the topic you're writing about but you need to really target what what's relevant to them mm. what kind of language is appropriate to them what are their concerns that you need to to tap into and and so on and i think the biggest mistake we we make as writers is just getting too caught up in ourselves you know i i say to people in the workshops that i run it's not all about you it's all about your reader and i think that the most successful writers are really the ones that are able to put themselves in their reader's shoes and think from their perspective and anticipate what they need and how much information they need and what level of detail and what language and, and so on. So that would absolutely be my um, be my number one. Um, I guess the next the next one sort of associated with that is that that ability to get some real clarity around what it is you're trying to achieve with your document. What's the result that you're trying to achieve? Because in in this type of writing, in a business environment, we're writing in order 
to get things done, mm. to get people to take specific action, to get people to make decisions and so on. And I think very often we don't, when we start writing, we haven't quite got the clarity about the specifics. And when we don't have that clarity, then that's not going to come through to our audience and they're not going to you know, quite grasp. So what am I supposed to do about, about this? Um, and having that clarity makes sure that you really do factor in the information that's required in order to get that, that outcome. Right. If there's other stuff that you know that doesn't contribute to that, why, why would you include it in your document? So that would be, yeah, that would be a, a, another key one. Um, and then I guess maybe based on those, those two kind of issues about, you know, the readers and the outcome that you're looking for, there's a real, real need, I think, for us as writers to focus on writing the content that's required mm. to achieve that rather than just throwing in extra pieces of information just in case. Yeah. Oh, maybe if they don't know that, maybe I should tell them this. Maybe I need to explain that. And I think the more the more that we do that as writers, the more you dilute the key information, you distract your reader from what's the actual purpose of the of the document and so on. But I, and I think we all have that tendency. Oh, maybe I better tell them this, or maybe I better explain <laughs> that. And it, you know, it, it's just counter counterproductive. So we really need to be able to focus in on what is it that my reader needs in terms of the the content I'm going to include. Yeah. Mm. Um, maybe at the other end of the of the writing process, and I do see it very much as a process. You know, thinking you know thinking as I say about why you're writing the the readers that you're writing for, and and therefore what content you need to include um, before you start the actual putting the words together. But I think at the other end of the, the process, there's that real need for good editing skills. Um, and maybe it's worth saying that, you know, if, if you don't feel you have those good skills, make sure you find somebody that, that yeah. does. Um, and I feel like in most teams, there is at least one person who loves to look at other people's work and find problems with it, yeah. um, who has a great attention to detail. But important to understand that, you know, from my perspective, editing is not just proofreading. That's, the, that's your final piece. Um, but it's also about, you know, reading what you've written to see is that document actually going to get the results that I'm after? Have I included what I needed to, to achieve that? It's about looking to ensure that the content that you've written is, is complete, it's accurate, um, it's not repetitive, that sort of thing. Um, I think there's a question of readability. Does it, yep. does it read well? Um, and I think there's also maybe the question of, you know, have I presented it in the best way? You know, have, have I, you know, put some graphics in where that might help? Is there, have I used a table or a list um, to make it easier for people to scan that information and, and, and grasp it easily? So I think there's a bunch of things involved. And it's only once you've done those other things that you want to think about the proofreading side of things. But, you know, that, that's, that's a definite must. Um, I think I've still got a couple more. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that for number five now? Is uh, I think so. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I haven't really talked very much about the actual writing in terms yep. of putting putting the words together. And I think there is a real skill in explaining complex ideas, which I think is often something that, that happens in this kind of risk and compliance space. Um, explain those sorts of ideas simply to people who 
you know, operate outside of that that space. So that idea around, you know, using plain language, and I, I, I see that as quite a challenging thing to be able to do. And I also see people sort of saying to me, oh, well, you know, you've got to, you've got to use the you've got to use complex language to get these complex ideas across, um, and worrying that if you simplify your language and the, if you use plain language, then your audience is going to think that you're not very smart. Um, the exact opposite is actually true. There is research that shows that when you know documents explain things that are quite potentially quite complex in a in a, an easy to understand way, the readers have a very high opinion of the writers. Okay. You know, it's actually a hard thing to do to explain complex complex things simply. Um, so I think that's that's a, a definite skill, and a, a part of that is yes, the language that you're using. But I think it's also one of the key things we talk about in in structured writing, which is around really. Um, maybe this is leading into number six. I'm not quite sure. Um, that ability to to break down the information into its individual ideas and really see what are those individual pieces that need to, to, to go into the document. And by doing that, that really helps your readers a lot in terms of sort of dealing with those more complex, um, more complex ideas. Um, and maybe my last one is, is that ability to, and this might sound simplistic, but that ability to create effective headings right. for the document, you know, the information in the document. I think sometimes we, you know, we write our, our content and then we sort of stick a heading on the top without really thinking about it very deeply. But if we create effective headings for our, our readers, then it makes it easy for them to look at the document, to see what the components are, to see what's relevant to them, what do I need to read, what do I not need to read, and so on. And so if you do that in an effective way, you're making life so much easier for, for your audience. Yeah, I, I know in the past we've spoken about the importance of signposting. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, signposting, enabling people to anticipate or preview what's what's coming next and make those decisions, as I say, about do I need to read this or not read this? Is it relevant to me, not relevant to me? Because often as writers we have that need to write documents for uh, a wider, a wide audience, a diverse audience, and not everybody needs all of the information that's included in, in the document. Um, and so people, you know, effective headings mean that people are able to um, pick and choose mm. what they need, almost like kind of customising the, the document for, for themselves without you as the writer having to, to create a whole bunch of separate versions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that was quite comprehensive, really, um, <laughs> and you probably touched on the next question I was going to ask, but I'm asking mm. it anyways. Mm. You know, what do you think are some of the most underestimated skills when it comes to trying to get your information across in a written form? Yeah, look, I, I, and I probably am recapping uh, a, a little bit here. I, I definitely think it's that it's that issue of being able to think from a, a reader's perspective, because you know uh, we're we're so caught up in our own expertise and our own worlds and the things uh, that are of interest and of concern to us that we do naturally tend to sort of want to dive in and focus on those sorts of things. So I think it's a real uh, it's a real skill um, that people can develop. Um, and that needs, I guess, needs some time mm -hmm. um, to develop, to really try and think from that reader's perspective, what information do they need to have? What information do they not need to have? What do they care about? Because what they care about and what you care about and what interests you are quite possibly two two different things. Particularly if you're you know if you're from that sort of risk and compliance area, what you care about is obviously going to be in that space. What your audience might care about might well be 
you're changing my process or mm. you know you, and often it comes down to you're making a change you're making life harder for me and so on and so I think it's so important to be able to put yourself in that headspace and think oh okay so how can I how can I respond to those those kind of concerns and and, and show that I I you know, maybe I don't understand it but I can see that that's what they're going to be dealing with and write in a way that that acknowledges that that sort of thing um, I've touched on it before, you know, what kind of language is going to be appropriate, but also what's a logical way of, of organising and sequencing the information in, in your document so that it, you know, it works for your audience. And again, sometimes if you've been working on something, there's a bit of a tendency to take a very chronological approach, you know, yep. oh, something happened, so there, there, there's going to be a change in the regulations, so that's going to impact on us, so I've had a look at what the impact is going to be and what's going to need to change, and we kind of, you know, give a bit of a blow-by-blow account of how we've got to the point that we've got to now, and now I'm writing to you about it, and there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that your audience doesn't need to know yeah. about, um, and, you know, you, you need to sort of think about where where can I dive in here? I don't need to give them the whole background. I need to sort of dive in at a place which is a lot more relevant to, to them and to, to their needs. Right, excellent. Well, I mean, obviously, you've mentioned regulations of risk and compliance professionals, and there are countless of examples of what happens when things go wrong in the media. Mm. But I guess from your perspective, you know, mm. what are some of the consequences you can see happening if you don't get this piece right, that you don't effectively communicate mm. on the level that your readers be able to take in the information yeah look I think well the bottom line is you don't get the results you need you don't get people taking the action that you're after they're not consistent in their approach Um, what does that lead to you know rework delays more problems you rewriting your document your boss getting mad Um, you know I mean I think that's that's the bottom line here is that, that you're not going to get the results that you need um, and maybe associated with that I think that maybe diminishes your um, what's the word I'm looking for um, you know your your image if you like or you know of, of your area you know it's like oh you know these guys in this de- in this department you know the stuff they write you know, yeah. it's a you know it's a nightmare to try and find your way through it and uh, you know so I think everything that you do that you know that that comes out of your area you know the, the better it is the more user-friendly it is the easier it is for people to to act on the information then um, you know the better the better image you're going to have um, you know as a as a department or, or what have you um, it's interesting. I, I, I find often if I'm asked to run a, a workshop for a particular group of people, I often find the manager or the senior manager, whoever whoever it is, has, has made that decision, will say, "I'm sick to death of having to rewrite and edit you know, the amount of time that I'm spending rewriting and editing uh, my staff's work." So I would absolutely commend to everybody out there. You know, the, the the better you can do this stuff, the less the less work your your boss needs to put into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the better it's going to be for your career trajectory. I think. You know, it's such a. I mean, it's such a universal skill. This one, isn't it? Um, so I think I think that's another way of another way of looking at it as well. So uh, you know, it, it's hard not to refer back to the media again. Obviously, we saw some uh, some issues in the media about some declines in certain um, skills in the Mm. education sector Um, and I guess this sort of segues into our discussion point where there has been a decline in people's ability to communicate effectively Um, you know so I guess what do you think is contributing to this decline about being able to communicate effectively Mm. 
Look, I'm not 100% sure that I completely buy into this notion that we're not communicating effectively. And I think there's this real thing about, you know, the young people these days that have yeah, grown yeah. up texting and, you know, what have you. Mm. And I'm not entirely sure that I, I buy into it in quite the sort of simplistic way it, it's presented. Um, I guess the thing that I feel is, is going on is that it's around the timing and the amount of time that people have to write something and the sort of turnaround times to, you know, to get information out. And I kind of feel that that's, that's what's going on. And particularly, say, with, with emails, which are, you know, so ubiquitous, I hardly, hardly need say. Um, but, you know, that sort of everyday writing, you know, people tend to write or, and, and respond very quickly. Um, and I think as a result, that can have a, you know, that can have a negative, a negative impact. I think, you know, people probably don't think too deeply about what they're writing and how they're writing it and you know if it if it's what i call the kind of ping pong emails where you're just almost having a conversation back backwards and forwards i don't think that's so much of an issue but i think a lot of the emails that we send out are you know are actually capturing much more important information in a i guess in a medium which is perhaps seen as as more informal and maybe that's part of it that people feel that it's that it's okay to do that when i think actually emails are being used in actually you know, a more formal, you know, the information is used in a more formal way to sort of communicate changes and, mm. and so on. So I think I think it's partly this, that the people are, are just sort of turning things around quickly without really thinking about it. But I think even with the sort of more formal documents that, that people are sending out, and, you know, particularly at the moment, I'm sure there's a real urgency in terms of, you know, getting particular, we need to get a document out about yeah. this, we need to show that we've covered that, and, and so on. Um, and so I think when you've got those sort of quicker response times and those sort of shorter deadlines, it's almost inevitable that your that your documents aren't going to be of of a standard. You know, I think I think most people can can write in a way that gets their message across. The grammar may not be perfect, the spelling may not be perfect, but you know, typically people can can write in a way that that gets the idea across. But if they do it, you know, too quickly without really thinking about it, and you know, recapping to where I started, yep. you know, thinking about your readers and why you're writing, if you haven't got that. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you haven't got that in place, then the chances are you, your documents aren't going to be of uh, of a standard and, and not effective. So I kind of feel that's my kind of sense where a lot of this a lot of this comes from. Um, that, yeah, just just that pressure pressure on people to get get things out. Yeah, and that's definitely one that I can identify with, and mm. definitely a, a trade off sometimes. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that that's <laughs> yeah. it. You are trading yeah. off the the quality for for the for the speed. Yeah. Um, and so people need to make some decisions. Okay, what would you rather have? You know, would you rather give your you know give your team member a little bit more time to get get this thing done effectively? Um, and and may, you know maybe save on the rework and you know make it a bit more of a realistic challenge for them. Right. Mm. Well, we're going to put our 2020 um, glasses <laughs> back on. Uh, right. Oh, we're both actually wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, so you've already touched on the top seven sort of skills. Mm. So I guess this piece is really looking at you know we have a workshop coming up. Um, we do, don't we? Next yes. year. So I yes. thought this would be a good time to maybe discuss some of the things that you know those who are coming to attend the workshop. You know what can they expect mm -hmm. to to learn a little bit more about yeah absolutely yeah so yeah really looking forward to um to coming back in in february and uh, making it all happen um so the focus will be around using this idea of structured writing um 
to develop your documents. Um, and for those that maybe haven't had any um, background or experience around that, I guess there's a number of things involved there. So it's very much thinking about writing as a process yeah. and really ensuring that that upfront analysis or planning is done to think about why you're writing, who you're writing for and so on before you launch into anything uh, anything more with that. Um, it's also uh, using a bit, using some different ideas which very much research based and really make sure that your readers are going to find it easy to navigate around your document and as I said before be able to see see what the components are what's the information I need where is it etc um, so some ways of looking at how do I chunk up my information effectively how do I create effective headings that are going to work for work for my audience um, and how do as well how do I write and present the information in a way that's going to make it easy for people to sort of read and grasp and and act on that act on that information? Um, so I guess in a nutshell, that's that's where it's at. Um, going to be really keen that people will bring in some examples of their own documents so that you know you can look at those during the course of the day and apply what we've talked about and hopefully get some input from me around some ideas to you know to improve you know improve your approach. And I guess the other thing, just you know, going back to what we said a minute ago, is you know trying to trying to make this as efficient. An approach to writing as possible and I think when you do look at information and break it down into its component pieces um, create an outline for your document before you start writing it makes it a bit easier when you're working on it to sort of pick it up and put it down which I think is more the reality of you know how people work these days you know you don't have a big blob of time to just do the writing but you need to be able to sort of pick it up and put it down and start it again without having to spend a lot of time thinking about what, what was I doing? Where was I at? And I think once you've got your plan in place, it makes it so much easier to to do that. Um, so those are maybe a few of the a few of the things. But yeah, as I say, really taking people through that end to end process of doing the planning, doing the writing, doing the editing piece, so that whatever goes out into the the big wide world with your name on it, um, you know, makes you makes you look good and gets you the results that you're after. Because if it doesn't get the right results, then you've wasted a whole lot of time um, and you know that's that's not beneficial to to you as an individual or your team or or the organization or, or your readers so um, yeah that's that's kind of where I'm what I'm going to be doing well there you go um, so th for those who are listening there will be information about this workshop um, in below this podcast um, I think we've covered just about everything um, well thank you very much for coming in that's my pleasure Kwame lovely to talk to you again this podcast was a production of the Governance Risk and Compliance Institute and the music was produced by Rob Neary.